The uh, real coup, was it January 6th or was it Millie? The real collusion, was it Trump or was it Millie and China colluding against Trump? Uh, who went rogue, Trump or Millie? This is the Dinesh D'Souza podcast. this voice. The times are crazy and a time of confusion, division, and lies. We need a brave voice of reason, understanding, and truth. This is the Dinesh D'Souza podcast. General Milley has engaged in a double treason, two forms of treason against the United States. First, by usurping the legitimate power of the elected president of the United States, by creating a procedure by which Trump was in effect sidelined from direct control over nuclear weapons. Milley basically said anything to do with nuclear weapons has got to go through me. And he sat down the other generals and made them take an oath to swear that they would only go through him. Wow. Um, this is um, a flagrant violation of our system, civilian control uh, of the military. Essentially, the United States was, whether we are willing to fully admit it or not, at least for a brief time, under a military dictatorship. Now, the second form of treason is Milley calling up, apparently more than once, uh, General Li, the top general in China, and colluding with him, saying, basically, listen, uh, if Trump orders an attack, I'm going to call you and tell you beforehand. I'm going to warn you in advance. Uh, I'm going to give you the heads up. I'm going to give you the tip off. Wow. This is the United States literally colluding with a foreign adversary uh, against uh, its own elected leader. And once again, the question becomes, who gave Milley the authority to do that? I'll talk about this in the next segment. I'm going to focus on the Chinese side of it um, um, in the segment to follow. But here I want to just focus on the first part of this, which is Milley's decision that Trump had somehow gone rogue. Uh, Trump could not be trusted, and therefore he needs to arrogate to himself the responsibility over, you may say, the nuclear football. Uh, he makes himself, in a sense, the de facto president of the United States. Now, Milley has issued a statement uh, in the kind of bureaucratic language that camouflages what it is that he was doing. This is the Defense Department's official statement. Uh, it says, in effect, um, General Milley frequently conducts meetings with uniformed leaders across the services to ensure all leaders are aware of current issues. Now, I mean, just think about the preposterousness of the statement. Milley was not calling the other generals to say, hey, guys, you know what? Let me give you a briefing on current issues. No, this wasn't about a briefing. This was soliciting from them an allegiance not to the president, but to him, to Milley. Uh, the, the statement goes on. The meeting regarding nuclear weapons was to remind uniformed leaders of the Pentagon of long-established and robust procedures in light of media reporting on the subject. So now they're acting like this meeting was really a response to what the, me the media was putting out false information and Milley needed to sort of go over long-established procedures. Well, is it a long-established procedure that if the president gives the order uh, that... that, that um, it is to be disregarded. It is to be ignored. Nothing should be done or acted upon until it goes through Millie. 
Where is that in its the established procedures? It doesn't exist. So what you have here is that, uh, and this is really the excuse of all despots throughout the ages. Basically, they always go, it's for the greater good of the country. You know, in other words, uh, I had to seize power. Things were getting really out of control. Uh, it had to be me. I mean, think, for example, about a tin pot dictator like Pinochet in Chile. Uh, Pinochet basically uh, mounted a coup. Of course, he stayed in power for many, many years. Uh, but I'm sure if you confronted Pinochet and said, why'd you do it? He'd be like, oh, things were really out of control. You know, the democratically elected leader had no control of events. Things were getting out of hand. Someone had to step in. It had to be me. Uh, so once again, this is the pretext that is ever used by despots. Now, in this case, what's interesting is that Milley um, tried to get some legitimacy for what he's doing by calling Nancy Pelosi. And they have this conversation. Of course, Millie knows that Pelosi hates Trump. Uh, Pelosi has this kind of, you know, you saw what happened when when um, when Pelosi, Pelosi tore up Trump's State of the Union address. And so sure enough, Millie calls uh, uh, Pelosi. Pelosi goes, he's crazy. He's been crazy for a long time. Again, now, while Pelosi can say, well, I'm just giving my opinion, what she's really saying is she is licensing Millie to ignore the democratic process. To say, basically, listen, he's the leader, he's the elected leader, but you don't have to treat him that way because we all know he's nuts. And the point here that I want to get at is who gets to decide if the president is out of control? Who gets to decide? Well, it turns out that we have a 25th Amendment. Turns out that there is a way to decide. There are extreme circumstances in which the president, let's say that Trump went completely bananas and I, I don't want to lose the election. I'm not, I'm not going to stand for this. I'm going to blow up the world. I'm going to start World War III. Uh, I'm going to launch a nuclear attack on China. Well, the procedure is that the cabinet can meet, uh, the cabinet can vote uh, to depose at least temporarily the president. There are procedures in place. But Milley decided we don't need to go through any of that. The cabinet's probably not going to do it. I'll do it. So this is this is really the despotic impulse. This is basically Milley taking power into his own hands. And, and I want to leave you in this segment with this thought. Listen, if Trump is out of control, if Trump can't run the country... What do you think Millie thinks about Biden? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people around the country who might feel a little safer if somebody other than Biden was in charge of the nuclear codes, right? Because you know, Biden operates in this staccato, ah, you know, this guy, this is guy is capable of doing anything. So what's to stop Millie from saying Biden can run the country? Biden's out of control. Let me make a phone call to McConnell DeVera. McConnell, he's crazy. He's absolutely crazy. And then Millie decides I'm the president. And no, no, all the nuclear orders from Biden can, should be ignored. It has to go through me. What I'm getting at here is we have a very dangerous man who's the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. The job of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, by the way, is to coordinate the different elements of the Defense Department. That's Millie's job. By the way, the most, the senior most official in the Defense Department is the Defense Secretary, not Millie. So here you have a guy who is truly, truly out of control. A guy who is a danger to democracy, a danger to the Republic. It's not enough for him to resign. This guy should be court-martialed. This guy should be charged with treason. I want to talk in this segment about what General Milley did with China. Uh, you may say over the head of Trump. Now, the uh, Biden administration is coming to the defense of Milley. The Defense Department has issued a statement uh, basically saying that what Milley did was um, no big deal. And um, the uh, uh, his meetings with the Chinese, they say, was, quote, 
in keeping with his duty and responsibility to convey reassurance to maintain strategic stability. So Milley was, in a sense, acting within established procedures. He was doing, in a sense, what he was meant to do, what he was told to do. Let's just say he was following orders. Uh, Joe Scarborough on MSNBC, Morning Joe, and then Wesley Clark, who is a general who should know something about this, all said, um, or they both said, well, um, you know, generals talk to generals. What's the big deal? There's, you know, don't be naive and don't believe that this notion of like not talking to an adversary, we do talk to adversaries. In, in the era of the Cold War, the United States talked to the Soviet Union. Uh, but the issue here is not uh, making a call. The issue is what was said on the call. And I think this is really what I want to zoom in on. I mean, think about this. Trump was um, impeached for making a call to the president of Ukraine. Now, Trump has every right to make that call. Uh, but the argument was that Trump was pressuring that guy to do an investigation into Biden. That was not, in fact, on the call. Uh, the issue was brought up. But think of what Milley did compared to Trump. Milley is actually um, working closely with uh, the general of the Chinese forces and saying, basically, let us make a pact, the two of us that, in a sense, goes above the head of the elected Democratic leader. Uh, Milley made some statement to the effect that dem democracy is messy. So because it's messy, he's the one, evidently, who's going to be cleaning it up. Now, interestingly, Jen Psaki and John Bolton, they're, they're emphasizing, you know, Milley's a patriot. We have all full confidence that he, lo he loves the Constitution. Notice the generality of these defenses. They don't address what it is that Milley actually said and whether Milley has the authority to do it. Now... Uh, Milley is under the authority of the defense secretary. That is Chris Miller. Now, Chris Miller has issued a statement saying that he did not and would not ever authorize Milley to have secret calls with the Chinese counterpart. He said that this guy has violated the principle of the inviolable principle of civilian control of the military. He said the chain of command runs from the president to the secretary of defense, not through the chairman. He's called for Milley's resignation. So even if Milley says, I was following procedure, I was following orders, it turns out there were no such orders. But now let's consider the case in extremis, because whatever rules are in place, I will grant that there are situations, and I mentioned uh, one in the earlier segment, where some there's an, a kind of an immediate emergency. The person you're dealing with who is in charge goes so berserk uh, that something just has to be done and there is no time to follow the procedures. Uh, so the question then becomes, uh, did Trump in fact go rogue? Is it the case that Trump was so out of control? And the Woodward book, by the way, tries to make it look, at least based on the reported accounts of it, that Trump was out of control. But let's look at what this out of control means means. Here's Trump, uh, and this is again according to Woodward's book, uh, shouting um, uh, to Kellyanne Conway, how the hell did we lose the vote to Joe Biden? Well, that's a little bit annoyed, but it's not exactly out of control. It doesn't mean he can't be president. He said, how the heck did we lose the vote? He's wondering how he lost. Okay. Uh, Trump to Pence. I don't want to be your friend anymore. Trump is angry. He feels betrayed by Pence. He even says something like, if you don't do it, I picked the wrong man four years ago. 
don't do it, it here referring to Trump, to Pence sending back the electoral votes uh, to the states for them to take another look at it because of the allegations uh, of impropriety. So Pence is unwilling, he's reluctant. Trump says uh, basically, quote, you're going to wimp out. But this is not going rogue. This is Trump basically having a conversation between two people who thought they were on the same page and discover that on this critical issue, they're not. Mark Esper. Now we're going back to June of 2020. So we're going back before the election. Obviously, what Trump says that is much less relevant. It's not a case of going rogue, but nevertheless, it's in Woodward's book. And this, of course, was has been reported elsewhere that Trump had a kind of a tirade against the defense secretary, Mark Esper, at the time, where Mark Esper had gone out and said, listen, I, I oppose invoking the Insurrection Act. Uh, and this, of course, made it difficult for Trump to invoke the Insurrection Act, even though there was the closest thing that we've seen to an insurrection, not January 6th, uh, but the, uh, the, the George Floyd protest was extremely violent, uh, a great deal of damage, a great deal of arson, lots more people hurt and so on. But Trump apparently shouts, you took away my authority. You're not the president. Again, this is Trump. You know, you may say letting Esper have it, but there is nothing here about Trump starting a war with China. Trump has been actually trying to basically get America out of wars. Trump starting World War III. Uh, Trump so out of control that Milley would be warranted in saying, in effect, listen, at least for now, I got to take over because the country, the republic itself is in danger. No, the republic was never in danger uh, from Trump, but the republic was in danger uh, from Milley, and it still is. Here's a movie you gotta see. It's called Nothing But The Truth, and it's a new full-length documentary that explores the implications for us of the key question that Pilate asked Jesus Christ, what is truth? Here's a short clip, listen. What is truth? Is there a universal truth? Is there something outside of our opinions? The great problem in America today is, is truth decay, where everything is just unraveling before us. And if anybody stands for truth, he looks today like he's bigoted. We're all supposed to get along. But I'm going to tell you, it's better to be divided by truth than united in error. Wow. I mean, these are the questions. If truth exists, where do we find it? How do we recognize it? How do we live by it? Join Pastor Adrian Rogers, Dr. Johnny Hunt, Lee Strobel, Dr. Al Mohler, Mike Huckabee, Jennifer Rothschild, Dr. Robert Jeffress, and others in exploring this all-important topic today. Debbie and I watched this movie, very engaging, very thought-provoking. To see it now on DVD and digital, go to NBTT, nothing but the truth, nbttmovie.com. That's NBTT. TTMovie.com. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So a little good news, bad news. The good news first is that people are fighting back against leftist tyranny all over the place. I've got two really, really great videos, one from a mayor um, in Hudson just lashing into a school board committed to leftist nonsense. But the bad news is there's a genuine constitutional crisis going on surrounding Mark Milley and Nancy Pelosi. And I'm astonished Nancy Pelosi has managed to avoid more scrutiny outside of this show and a couple of other conservative outlets. So, folks, we have a genuine constitutional crisis going on right now, and it gives me no pleasure to tell you that. None. I wish this weren't the case. But Donald Trump's refusal to back down to the deep state swamp forced the deep state swamp to do things that are unconstitutional. 
and what appears to have been a coup by Mark Milley and Nancy Pelosi. And Nancy Pelosi, uh, how she has not gotten more scrutiny here outside of this show and others is stunning. It is crystal clear on the same day Mark Milley made this call, made this call to this Chinese general, where it's alleged that he told the Chinese general he would warn them, Mark Milley, about an attack on the country. To me, he should be tried for treason for that. It's clear Nancy Pelosi was given notification of that call the same day based on CNN's own reporting. So the question is gold right now. Was Nancy Pelosi involved with a coup? Yeah, what do we hear? What do we hear from the media? That's, is that the press conference? Is that a press No, of course that's not. That's crickets because we hear nothing. Zero. Nancy Pelosi may have coordinated with the Joint Chiefs chairman to engage in a coup. This is kind of a story. There are three questions we need answered right now. The Mark Milley call, again, just quick background, Joint Chiefs Chairman under President Trump, January 8th, 2021. Two days after January 6th, the Democrats are focused on like a laser. General Milley, who still works for President Trump, calls the Chinese general, his counterpart, the Chinese Communist Party general, and tells him, according to these allegations, that he's going to warn him if there's a nuclear strike. Question number one, who authorized the call? Folks, this is, as I said to you yesterday, that's not the way the chain of command works. The chain of command is not Joint Chiefs Chairman Milley, Secretary of Defense, President Trump. That's not the way this works. You got to do the dipsy do flipperoo. It's President Trump, SecDef, Joint Chiefs to Chair, uh, Joint Chiefship. That's how it works. Jordan Davidson, the Federalist, has a good piece about this. Trump Defense Secretary says Milley went rogue had no authority to pass secret intel to communist China. Sounds like we got a scandal. Mainstream media doesn't seem to care much. They're only concerned about protecting Joey Botts. Joe Biden. Here, from the piece. This is a quote from Christopher Miller, who was Trump's acting Secretary of Defense at the time. Quote, The chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Milley, is the highest-ranking military officer whose sole role is providing military-specific advice to the president and by law is prohibited from exercising executive authority to command forces, Miller told Fox News. The chain of command runs from the president to the secretary of defense, not through the chairman. Question number one, who authorized Mark Milley to take this call, to make this call, excuse me, to the Chinese Communist Party general? It was not Donald Trump. And it was not the Secretary of Defense via Donald Trump. So if that's the chain of command, Trump, SecDef, Joint Chiefs Chairman, then clearly Joint Chiefs Chairman usurped his chain of command and took those powers upon himself. The definition of a coup. Question number two. What was Nancy Pelosi's role? Nancy Pelosi should be polygraphed and should be under investigation right now. Nancy Pelosi is not above the law. We are a constitutional republic. This is not an oligarchy run by oligarchs like Mark Milley, Nancy Pelosi, and Chuck Schumer. This is allegedly a constitutional republic, or was. Nancy Pelosi is a citizen of the United States, is entitled to the same rights, but is also subjected to the same laws. If Nancy Pelosi tried to usurp power with Mark Milley from the President of the United States, to make executive command decisions on behalf of our military, Nancy Pelosi should be tried as well. 
Why is Nancy Pelosi getting a pass? We all know the obvious reasons. She's a Democrat. Why is Nancy Pelosi getting a pass right now? Why? Folks, please reach out to your congressmen and senators today and ask them if they're going to push for a full investigation of Nancy Pelosi. I'm sure they will. Many on the Republican side, thankfully, are, are highlighting this issue right now. Question number three. What was the content of the call between Mark Milley and the Chinese Communist Party general? Now, there are a lot of calls to release the transcript. Listen, I'm going to get some people who object to this, and that's okay. I don't think we should publicly release the transcript. Trump did it, but did it on uh, when they called with the Ukrainian president, Zelensky, because Zelensky agreed for them to release the transcript. Folks, I think it's a very bad precedent to set. And we, you know, we could be right back in the Oval Office in just a couple of years. The transcript release thing is a bad idea. Having said that, we need the transcript to get in front of members of Congress on the Republican side, on the House and the Senate, who need to look at this transcript. By the way, it's going to get leaked anyway. So at this point, it's almost irrelevant because Washington's like a sieve. We need the transcript. But I don't think the whole thing should be public. I think it's a bad precedent. It's how they went after Trump. And I know new rules. But again, these new rules will come back to boomerang on us. I'm thinking tactically here. The transcript should be shown to members of Congress on both sides of the aisle. And if there is any mention whatsoever of a warning about a nuclear, stri a nuclear strike, an implication or it directly being said, if that is said, then a Mark Milley should be brought up on charges on a court-martial of treason immediately. No excuses. We need the transcript. The transcript should be released to members of Congress who can look at it immediately. Immediately. So again, who authorized the call? We still don't have an answer. It wasn't Trump. It wasn't a sec dev. Second, what was Nancy Pelosi's involvement? Third, transcript immediately to members of Congress. Immediately. Immediately. The Democrats have no credibility on this at all. I haven't changed my view. I think releasing transcripts is a bad idea. That was my view then. It's my view now. Democrats are frauds and phonies and fakes. They can never, they don't have any principles. So there's no principle to stand by. They have no principles on this at all, though. They demanded the transcript last time. Now, folks, it's, of course, a Democrat scandal. Mark Milley appears to be a Democrat at this point and, and a radical one at that. Talking about white rage. China's not our enemy. This is just a... Uh, a failure of, uh, I mean, he should just, he should have some dignity and resign at this point. He won't. I'm not sure what dignity he has left at this point. But whenever a story reflects poorly on Democrats, Mark Milley and others, I don't know what his party is, but I can only imagine. Of course, the story becomes about what? Republicans pouncing. <laughs> now, Republicans pounce, for those of you who don't know, whenever a story reflects poorly on Democrats, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Mark Milley, if he is a Democrat, certainly appears to be the case. The story has to become about what? Everybody knows? Every, come on, you've all done GOP pounces with me a thousand times. Republicans pounce, right? Yep. The story becomes not about the Democrat. The story becomes about what, Joe? The Republican response yep. Yep. to the Democrat scandal so they can refocus. Look, shiny red ball. Oh. Check this out. They can distract you from the Democrats' failure and refocus attention on Republicans. Now, it's phrased different ways. Republicans pounce on, fill in the blank. Republicans, what was it? Leap, what was the other? Weaponize, seize. It's, it comes at all the... Here's the latest one. 
Um, Alex Gangatano and Ellen Mitchell at the Hill. Uh, Joint Chiefs Chairman Millie becomes Lightning Rod on the right. Now it's becomes Lightning Rod. Can we add that, by the way? Who is it? Was it uh, X John who has a chart? I mean, they have the chart of Republicans pound stuff, which is pretty hilarious. We have to add becomes Lightning Rod on there. You notice now how the Hill has more than enough material to occupy their time to write about the Pelosi Millie scandal, who authorized the call, who didn't authorize the call, potential for a coup and a constitutional crisis. But of course, the story has to become about the GOP reaction because it distracts you from Joe Biden and elsewhere. Becomes lightning rod. Add that to the chart, fellas. Add it to the chart. All right, some uh, good news for you. Folks, people are fighting back. You know, and sometimes, if I can be candid with you for a moment here, sometimes people need a spark. Sometimes I need a spark. Sometimes you need a spark. You know, people, you know, we get comfortable, me included. I'm not absolving myself from this. It's not an indictment of, of you, the listeners, in any way, shape, or form. I am you, you, you are me. We, you know, we think alike. We share some similar backgrounds. Our ideologies are very similar. But, you know, we get comfortable sometimes. And sometimes you just want to say, ah, we'll leave it to the other guy. That's not happening anymore, folks. People needed a spark to get off the couch and go do stuff. And they're doing it now. And what are two of the biggest sparks out there? People's kids and their health. So um, this is a, just a fascinating story I found. There's a mayor in, in Hudson. And apparently the school, I'll show you the story in a minute, but uh, the school decided it would be a good idea to give an assignment to the kids where they were instructed to write about a sex scene that they would be embarrassed to tell their parents about, to describe it in detail. These, these were kids. So the Hudson mayor decided it would be a good idea to go testify in front of the school board. And this is what happened. This is electric. Check this out. Members of the board, my name is Craig Schubert. I'm the mayor of this city. It has come to my attention that your educators are distributing essentially what is child pornography in the classroom. I've spoken to a judge this evening. She's already confirmed that. So I'm going to give you a simple choice. You either choose to resign from this Board of Education or you will be charged. Thank you. This is great. This is great. This Hudson Mayor's like, listen, I'm going to bring you all up on child porn charges. Oh, well, all right. Well, all right. Here we go. Sometimes people need a spark. You start messing with people's kids and messing with their health, and all of a sudden, you're going to see a spark, all right. I was talking to Matt Walsh yesterday on my radio show, and I told him that I think that's why critical race theory has become such a hot issue in American politics and may influence the Virginia governor's race. Coming up in just a few weeks, vote. Vote Youngkin. Not that loser, McAuliffe. Mess with people's kids. Critical race theory has become a flashpoint in Virginia. All of a sudden, you see people fighting back. Ladies and gentlemen, you're not invested in anything in your life like you're invested in your kids. Those of you who have kids, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. For those of you who are young, don't have kids yet, you will one day. And you look at your kids totally different. It's all that matters. Your life completely changes when you have children. All about them. There is nothing, nothing. I know, Joe, you can vouch for me on this. Mm -hmm. There is nothing in your life you will think about without thinking about the consequences on your kids. Nothing of any significance from that point you have children on. 
Nothing. You start messing and toying around with people's kids, you can expect some severe pushback. 